DDCO at the plate. He's over for two today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. DDCO lets it fly, and it's oh, it's raining now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater. My name is Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. Uh, this is a show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. Uh, it's Saturday, March 28th, 2020. This is episode uh, number 73, the Felipe Vazquez episode, Jack. Yeah, Jeremy, there were other guys who wore that number, but uh, Felipe Vazquez was just the one that stood out. That was just the elephant in the room, so we figured... Why not pick Felipe Vasquez? Yeah, exa- we wouldn't be doing our, you know, our duty as uh, as two bums, I guess, um, <laughs> if we didn't pick Felipe Vasquez. Um, you know, I don't know. Do do we want to get into uh, the charges? There's there's some charges pending, if not resolved. I, they are still pending, aren't they? I don't really know what this did what they, his status did is. They just, did they just kick him out of the United States and, and let him be somebody else's problem, or is he still is he still here? Um, possibly. I don't, you know, I don't know when it's, I feel like my baseball timeline is all thrown off because of this, you know, shutdown. Like when did this news break? Was it at the end of last year? Yeah, it was, it was in like August of last year. Um, uh, there was a whole bunch of stuff going on with the pirates clubhouse. Like he got in a fight with some other guy. Um, uh-huh. and then like, and then like people were like, Oh, that other guy's awesome. Like he punched Felipe Vasquez. He must've <laughs> known something was going on, but, <laughs> right. uh, yeah. you know, I, I don't think anybody did. Um, but you know, speaking of, so, you know, Felipe Vasquez, total piece of crap. But speaking of, speaking of things like that, yes. like oh. I, the, the Astros, have completely gotten off scot-free now that this shutdown happened yeah like they were getting booed in spring training everybody hated the astros and now it's like everybody forgot about it every when baseball comes back everybody's gonna be so happy yeah baseball's back that they're just gonna forget about the entire cheating scandal no jack it's 100 percent true and like i was i was actually having this conversation with a friend of mine and like there's this not to get too real about like with things but like in like in 2001 uh there was like this controversy like Gary Condit was he like a, well, a congressperson or something like his I, I I I I'm fuzzy with the details of the story but like his like secretary like went missing and they she they like found her dead like she was like you know and they like he was like a person of interest or something and then like 911 happened and like it totally like killed that story and it's, I mean, to a much lesser extent, uh, you know, it's kind of like that a little bit, like with this, with the Astros, like, yes, people are, this is like exactly what the Astros needed to like, we, we were even talking about it. Like, what could they do to make this story go away? And like, I mean, you know, this, this I think is gonna, you know, help them kind of skate by a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. And like, you know, people were asking Rob Manfred, they were like, Hey, remember you still got to punish the Red Sox, though. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Right, right. He literally said like he what he hasn't had time to write the report because he's been too busy like you know trying to solve the problem of the season or whatever. Yeah, but like he's had like he had like a whole month before this even happened to write that report. So you know who who knows what's going on with that? But like it's got to suck for Alex Cora waiting on pins and needles now yeah right exactly like they might maybe they did him a fair and been like hey listen 
we can't really get to it right now, but you're you're banned from baseball, uh, you know? <laughs> so I don't know. Well, uh, uh, we have a, a special uh, episode today, Jeremy. Um, yeah. Because we're kind of doing it remotely, um, uh, you know, over the over the phone to respect social distancing. So Jeremy and I uh, thought it would be a good idea to, to uh, uh, go over old box scores of games we went to together. Uh, yeah. Before, um, before we started the podcast, because believe it or not, folks, uh, our lives did not start when the podcast started, although sometimes it feels that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, just because you didn't know us didn't mean that we weren't, you know, bumming around at baseball games. Um, yeah, Jack, all we have are like baseball memories right now. So because uh, there's no no new memories being made. So like all we can do is turn backwards and look at, at our baseball pasts. So that's what we'll do here. Uh, before we do that, Jack, uh, I wanted to just uh, check in with you and see how the how the shutdown, the quarantine, the shelter in place has been going for you? Well, Jeremy, I've uh, I've been you know I've been bored. Yeah. Um. You know, my job is uh, uh like every other job in the city now is is closed down. Um. Which is uh you know which which so I, I have nothing to to do. I, I feel <laughs> you you remember that that scene in Office Space, Jeremy? Uh-huh. Where, uh huh. What what's his name? Ron. Uh, Ron Livingston. Yeah, Ron Livingston, you know, he's got that big monologue where, you know, they asked him, what would you do if yeah. you had a million dollars? And he said, oh, you know, I would sit on my ass and I would do nothing, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> and, and that's that's the situation that I'm in right now. You know, like I literally can sit on my ass and do nothing all day. Yeah. Um, but it's it, it it sucks. And, uh, you know, like the, and what what good is what good is having a bunch of free time if you can't like go on a vacation or, or watch sports or uh, go to go to the go to a movie theater or go to the gym or do or do really anything but but sit inside your house it's true so it's yeah. been it's been boring but you know I've, I've got I've I guess I've gotten to watch some some movies on Netflix which is nice have you have you watched anything Jeremy yeah yeah I think so I and I know we I think we kind of touch we started touching on this like last episode but um yeah like we've we've been watching some movies me and uh, my wife and uh um, last night we watched, uh, we watched a quite diverse double header, a double feature of movies. Uh, we watched Glenn Geary, Glenn Ross, uh, uh-huh. and we watched UHF, the Weirdo oh, Yankovic nice. movie. Yeah. So that was, that was a, a wide spectrum of, of topics, I would say, or of, of tones for sure. Okay. Yeah. You know, Jeremy, I've actually never seen UHF. Is that what Jeremy Piven? Uh no, that's PCU. Uh, oh yeah, UHF. Yeah, yeah. Oh UHF. That's the that's the uh, uh, L L uh, uh, Weird Al Yankovic movie, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, which I you know at some point, Jack, uh, talking about our 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 friendship uh, history, I I created a, uh, a like a iPhone note um, of like movies that you haven't seen that like have come up in conversation that, that like we should watch together, and UHF is on that list. I. I, I it, it, yeah. It is, Jeremy. We were, uh, we, we actually, we, we wanted to, uh, I remember one time we were at a bar a little while ago and we were actually talking about uh, one of the jokes from UHF. It's the, uh, uh, the, the Al Capone joke. Uh, oh, yeah. Where, like, he, he looks in, a, in, a, in like, Al Capone's uh, glove compartment and he's like, <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. Roadmaps! Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that like, the joke from that? 100%. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny that you mentioned uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, Jeremy. Actually, just, just today... I was by myself, and I, I I did an Al Pacino impression. I said, "Fuck you, asshole." I, I don't know why I I don't know why I said it, but like I feel like you know that's like every every one of his lines as Rick Roma in that movie. It's um, 
It's it's I love I love it though. I love that movie. Yeah, it's unre his performance is his character is unrelenting, I guess maybe is the best way to put it. Yeah. And like, you know who's who's yeah, and Jack Lemon is great in that movie too. He is, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there we I was I was talking to my wife about um this one scene in particular where um where Shelly Jack Shelly the Machine Levine uh uh Jack Lemon is uh, recounting like how he sold like eight units uh to Ricky Roma and uh he says like he's he's talking about like he's like I was sitting down at the kitchen table and uh, I had the crumb cake I like I was having his wife's crumb cake and and Pacino goes was it any good and he's like from the store and he's like fuck her. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, that, I mean, just every moment of that movie is just like an acting tour de force, really. It's just, yeah, definitely worth seeing if you haven't seen that before. Yeah. And, and great, great dialogue, uh, as well. Uh, you know, just, just with the, from the store thing, you know, that, that's a little, that's a little David Mamet, uh, touch there. That's, uh, that, that's good. That's, that's like realistic that you wouldn't think of being a play. I love it. Jeremy, I watched, um, I was actually, when, when, when you called me, uh, tonight, I was actually in the middle of watching He's Just Not That Into You oh, on, okay. uh, on Netflix. Yeah. You ever see that movie? I have seen that movie, yeah. You know, it, Jeremy, uh, it's not bad. So I was like, yes. you know. I'm going to interrupt I, you and say, yes, you're correct. That It's not a bad movie. No, it's not. I um, I was just, you know, I, I am not a big fan of, like, the selection that Netflix generally has. I feel like I've either seen, the, like, the movies they have on streaming or just they have a bunch of crap. But I saw this on there, and I hadn't, I hadn't, um, you know, I'd never seen it previously. I saw that it was two hours, so I was like, "Oh, cool, that'll eat up a bunch of time." And like, it's got a great cast. It's got it Bradley Cooper, Ben Affleck, Jennifer Aniston, um, uh, you know, uh, Drew Barrymore, a host of other. Justin Long is in it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far, Jeremy. It's, it's, it's like a rom com, but it's, it's kind of serious as well. I'm yeah. liking it. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, I think, like, um, when that movie came out, it, it seemed like it was just another, like, romantic comedy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I've since found out that the guy who wrote the book um, is, like, a stand-up comedian, Greg Barrent. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, actually, like, a cool, funny guy. He's, like, a really big into, like, rock music. Like, he plays in a band or whatever. And uh, he seems like a, like an old, like, 70s rocker kind of guy a little bit or 80s rocker. Um, But he's a pretty funny guy. And, like, yeah, so, like... I yeah I, I haven't seen it since I found out who this guy is, but I would be interested to see that movie again, just like to see like what I think of it now. But I remember seeing it at the time, like when it was on HBO or something, and thinking like, oh, this movie isn't as you know, this isn't movie isn't bad, which I thought it would be. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm uh, I'm I'm about an hour and a half into it. So we'll uh, we'll see if Bradley Cooper ends up divorcing his wife or whatever. Spoiler alert for uh, those yes. of you who haven't, who, for those of you listeners who have not seen that movie. Yeah, don't um, no one uh, write in and tell us what happens. <laughs> um. So yeah, Jeremy. Uh, let's. Uh, we we've got about uh, we've got a good stack of scorecards here between us. Um. So what do you say we uh, we dive into it? Yeah, let's do it, Jack. So, um, yeah. So, like I said, uh, you know, this is we all we have our baseball memories. So, we're we're rolling back the clock, and um, this is something, Jack. That like we'll start with this one. I, I think uh, we'll start at the beginning. I guess. Um, yeah. I think it, this is something that like Jack, when you uh proposed this idea to to me, um, I was trying to think of like what was our first baseball game, and it's honestly something that I, I haven't thought about. Um, oddly enough, in like all these, uh, you know, years or even the, the two years since we've been doing this podcast, but, yeah. um, the first, uh, I want to see if I have an, yeah, I do have, do, I do have the actual date here. So, um, and it's a little confusing cause they're, 
they're a little close to each other. But um, so uh, going all the way back to April eighth, two thousand thirteen, which was our first uh, first game that we watched together. Jack was uh, opening day two thousand thirteen, uh, Cubs versus Brewers. Nice, um, Jeremy. So I so uh, I, I was going to mention this to you. So it's it's a tragic story. Uh, my box score is from like a couple of years. Um, I I wasn't going to that many baseball games before you and I started going together. Mm-hmm. I would maybe go to two or three games a year, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't really go go to that many. But like my box score is from probably 2009 to about halfway through 2014. Uh, got lost in a move that I that I did when I moved from one apartment to another. I just don't know where they are. So you so that's feel, a, that's a tragedy. Yeah. But, do you feel uh, like they're permanently lost? Oh, sorry. Do you feel like they're permanently lost? Yes, they're oh, man. they're gone. I mean, you know, I could probably look high and low for them, but I, I feel like they are probably gone. But then again, you know, like I said, I was only going to two or three games a year, so it's probably only like ten box scores. But still, it's like that's like a that's like a skeleton in my baseball fan closet that I don't want to that I don't like to talk about. It's it's a little rough. It's a little rough. <laughs> yeah, no, no, sugar, no sugarcoating that one, right? Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not. It's not good, but no. um, you know what's interesting, Jeremy. I guess before we before we really uh, dive into this, though, as I was looking through these box scores, I actually wanted to find a game that like Eve and I went to that I just completely could not remember at all. Okay. But like it, we were talking about this a little bit, as you look at box scores, it sort of refreshes your memory a little bit. Where you see something, you're like, oh, that's right, it was that that game? I remember that now. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So that pretty much happened with every one I when I looked at. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't give like a, a deep, deep uh, dive on the scorecards because I kind of want to figure this out like on air, basically. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm just looking at this box score here from from the eighth, and I should say that like the second game, uh, you know, we can kind of combine these both into one. Is the next game our second game that we went to was the next calendar day, uh, yeah. which was April ninth. Yeah, let me. So let me stop you, Jeremy, because okay. I think I can. So I, I, I always tell people I have a good memory. So I think that I can remember a few things about each of these games. Okay. So the op- in the, the opening day game, the first game, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Martin Maldonado started at first base for the Brewers. Is that correct? <laughs> that is correct, Jack. Nice. I remember that. I was like, holy shit. Oh, it's opening day and fucking Martin Maldonado is starting at first base for the Brewers. He it's did. ridiculous. Do you know, um, do you happen to remember what he did at the, at the uh, plate that day? Well, no, tell me, Jeremy, what did he do? Well, he only went uh, three for five with three RBIs, including a first <laughs> inning three a bases clearing double, I guess, to put the Brewers up uh, four nothing. Uh, shit! Before the Cubs even took the bat for the whole season. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Or he well, did, at home at least. He did that in the first inning. You said. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, so uh, I uh, Norichka Aoki led off and got a single. Um, Braun came up a couple batters later, got a single. Then there's a fielder's choice. Uh, Lucroy walked. Uh, Alex Gonzalez walked, and Maldonado. That walk drove, uh, like, brought in a run, and then uh, uh, Martin Maldonado cleared the bases with a double. Who? So Jeremy, who who pitched in in that in that game for both teams? I'm curious. Well, I'll I'll say generally speaking. Uh, two piles of dog crap pitched for both games um for both teams but uh I'll let you guess Jack what what kind of who would who would who you think would give up uh, four runs in the first inning for the Cubs in the mid uh or in the early 10s um it, it can only be either is it Edwin Jackson yes 
Okay, nice. I'm glad I, I'm glad I guessed that. That's amazing. Now for the Brewers, trying to think who so I I No one Peralta started that game, right? Um say that again, Jackie cut out a little bit. Okay, um in, in the second game, uh Willie Peralta started. Is that, that correct? That's correct. Wiley Willie Peralta, yes. <laughs> now for the first game, now that's a that's a good goddamn question, but I am going <sighs> to guess. It so it wasn't Giovanni Gallardo? It was not, no. Okay, um, I'm going to make one more guess, and I'm going to say that it was Kyle Loesch. Um, it was not Kyle Loesch. I'll say that this person uh, shares the uh, uh, last name of a guy who really admires Ron Jeremy's talents. Oh, Marco Estrada. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> Dude, Jeremy, I was just—I was actually just thinking about about the uh, the whole Eric Estrada Cubs interview yesterday. I, one of my favorite lines, I think one of one of an underrated line in that is when he's talking about how he would have maybe become an, a cop if he hadn't been an actor, and then he goes, "Yeah, but uh, but now I'd be retired, I'm a shot, you know, because hey, you never know, you never know." And then and then uh, and then and then Len Casper goes. Well, they certainly don't get enough credit. That's just like a <laughs> completely non-committal thing to say about like cops. Oh, it's, it's a, it's funny. You should just post that whole thing again. Like you said, Jeremy, you got to download. You got to download that Eric Estrada clip. Uh, just like because like if the Cubs find out that's still on there, they're gonna fucking get it erased from the internet. So you gotta. Got to make sure you preserve that. But um, so Marco Estrada pitch, my God, that's that's amazing. I forgot he was even you know on the Brewers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. It's it's a regime that I forgot about for sure. He had a good line too: seven innings pitched, five hits, two runs, both earned, one walk, six Ks. Jesus, you know, Jeremy, it must. I do recall that it was really cold and windy that day. Yeah. So it was, I mean, it was probably a good day to pitch. Yeah. Um. Now, Jeremy, I I will say I. I thought i remember jim henderson getting the save in that game is that correct did that, he get the save that is correct yes nice nice i'm glad yeah jeremy i remember we uh we, we were sitting like way up in the upper deck in one of the last rows of the of the second deck and mm-hmm. it was like the wind was hitting us like no other it was it was pretty cold but uh but yeah i had never actually that's that jeremy is the only opening day i've ever been to yeah. So, uh, like for, for anything. So like, that was pretty cool that, uh, you know, that was our first game together. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That that's interesting. Um, yeah, I've, uh, been to every opening day since 2003, I think, uh, for the yeah, Cubs. Holy shit. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens this year. Uh, I had tickets for this <laughs> year, so, um, but yeah, it's, I love going opening day. It's, um, it's, it's just fun. I like, I I like seeing the the teams do the lineup, you know, down the baselines and everything. I just mm-hmm. I, like it's just a like an official like, you know, start to the season and it's just it's it's always cool to be there. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I I remember uh we when we went to that that second game. Yeah. Um uh it was cold as fuck cuz that was a night that was a night game and there were maybe, you know, the Cubs were this was back when the Cubs were dog shit uh in 2013 like they were still they were still not even like close to being done with their rebuild. Right. They didn't have any other good players up, so they just sucked, and they were committed to sucking. And so there were probably, you know, maybe eight thousand people in the stands that night because it was about, you know, it was about thirty-five degrees. Mm-hmm. I remember it was just freezing that game. Okay, yeah. So I, I, I feel like one game wasn't so bad, and then one game was just horrible. So that yeah, must have been what it was. Opening day, opening day wasn't that bad. Um I know I said it was windy, but like uh you know, I'm I'm somebody who's always cold. But like uh the opening day wasn't like that bad compared to that second night. That second night was just it was just brutal. It was bad. 
Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I want to say there were no, there were no homers. Were there no homers in either one of those games? Um, let's see. Quick glance. I don't think so. I don't um, remember anybody hitting one the second night. Did that that second game? It would have been almost impossible to hit a home run. Yeah, there um, were none in the with second how game. Cold it was. Yeah, none, none in the second game. And uh, actually, uh, Wellington Castillo hit a homer in the first game. A three-run homer, oh, actually, or a, a two-run homer, I should say. Oh. Good old, good old Wellington Castillo. Nice. Well, so those were, uh, yeah, th- th- those were some, those were some good games. And we also went to one in, uh, what, what was the next one, Jeremy? Was it 2014? We were gonna, we yeah, were gonna we're do? talk about that. Yeah, we could, uh, we could move on to that. Okay. Uh, 2014 um, was, uh, let's see if I have the date here. Um, I don't have the date on this one, but uh, it was either the series went from April 18th to the 20th, uh, 2014. Um, okay. I think it was the first, if I remember correctly, it was the first, I think it was a Friday afternoon. Of, it was. So, so that would have been. Yeah. So I, I remember this, Jeremy. So, so this was Cubs Reds, right? Yeah. And it would have been the 18th then. Yes. Um, cause it was, it was good Friday, Jeremy, you and I have, oh, okay. we, we've gone to a few good Friday games, yes. um, which is, which is always fun. Uh, but so this was another one where it was just like ridiculously cold. Uh, what yes. was the bobblehead they gave away that day, it, Jeremy? So that was the year. That was in 2014. Uh, let me. I, I could set the stage a little bit too, and for myself personally. But uh, so that was 2014 season was the year that Wrigley Field was celebrating like 100 years of Wrigley Field. So mm-hmm. every um, home stand they did, they celebrated like a different decade of Wrigley, um, and they they gave away a bobblehead representing that decade um, for one of the games during the homestand. This this was early on in the season, so they were celebrating the 1910s, like the first decade they were open. Um, and I believe, if I remember correctly, it was like a Red Grange bobblehead, or okay. or it might have been. No, you know what? I think it was like a it was an old Cub. It was like it, it was like a Joe Tinker bobblehead, right? Is that the guy? Yeah, it was either Tinker or, or Evers. Yeah, one of those two. Yeah. Do you think it was Tinker? I think it was. I want to say it was Tinker, but then they okay. had like the poem on the bobblehead. I think. Yeah, sure. You know, what, whatever that old poem was. Tinker's Tinker to Ev- to Evers to Chance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, it was it was one of those it was one of those guys, and uh, uh, so yeah, it was like that that was the bobblehead. Um, okay. And it was it was Good Friday, Jeremy. I don't know if you remember this, but you were it was so it was very cold, and you were you were hungover. I, um, yes, that's what that's what I was going to say, Jack. I flew in from New Orleans that day. Uh, that that morning, and um, I've never puked on a plane. Well, I'll say this: so the night before, um, I there there are twenty four hour bars in uh, New Orleans, and uh, I was at a bar um, that night, and I was drinking like till like three four in the morning, and I my flight was at I don't know like eight or nine or something. Jesus, and. Uh, um, and obviously you have to get there before, you know, a couple hours early. So I think I slept maybe like an hour, if that. Mm-hmm. And I, I took a, a taxi to the um, airport and I like I was having like like fever dreams on the plane. Like I was like <laughs> I thought I was like there were I seriously like felt like I got up and like was going to like 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 standing in front, like standing in the aisle. Like I none of this happened, but I was having these like fever dream fast, like like hallucinations. And I, I like it was the closest I ever came to puking on a plane. It was it was incredibly bad. Um <laughs> But oh I was, God. yeah, it was crazy. And so like, I, and I, and I went straight from the airport to your place, I think. Um, you did. How, yeah. how did you get there? Did you, did you take CTA or I did think you drive? 
I think I um I I took like the orange line back from uh from uh from Midway. I remember. I I think um I don't I don't remember how I got to your place. I think I took I I think I took public trans. Yeah, I think I did. Okay, well, Jeremy, do you remember that before the game? Then I think we went to Ch- I, we went to Chipotle because like I <laughs> for some reason. Um, yeah, so we went, I, I can't remember if you ate anything, but I think you might have. Yeah, okay, um, this sounds familiar. Was it the one on the corner of Broadway and, and, uh, Belmont? It, it was, yeah. So, like, we, we got, a, we got, a, like, a meal before the game, because I think we were even, we were running a little bit early, and, like, I don't think we wanted to be in the stadium for, like, that yeah. long, because it was so, it was so fucking cold that day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I remember, so I remember you saying, like, oh, you were hungover, but, like, I don't think I realized, like, the gravity of the situation, like, how hungover you were. Yeah, um, maybe not. It's, <laughs> it sounds like it was a bad one. It but was I insane. We had, we had, like, seats. We went to our seats, um, and they were in, like, the outfield corner, and mm-hmm. the wind was hitting us so bad that yeah. we had to move right away. Yeah, it, it yeah, it, there was nothing this whole the whole experience was was horrible i remember i and like the whole thing is like i collect bobbleheads i i had like i feel like i got every cubs bobblehead from like a certain i didn't get them all this year which broke a streak uh from from a while ago um dating back a while but i remember like just needing to get this bobblehead and um we um so we went to this game i there every sign like should have told me to not go to this game um (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, so like we got, we, we sat down and we were in the corner and like, I remember like at some points in like, and Wrigley feel like the sun shines through and like one in like a, a section of like, maybe like six square like seats, like, like there's like a wind, the, the, the sun shines through like the back wall of Wrigley and like about six seats are bathed in sun. And so like we moved to those seats to try to like warm up a little bit and, and, and it, like, you know, it only lasts for like the sun only shines on those seats for like 10 minutes before it, it moves. And then, you know, we got cold again and it, it was just brutal. Like I, I think, I think we moved a couple times and just, we, we could never get warm and we just kind of just like sucked it up basically. Yeah, it was, it was, it was bad. And the game itself was, was pretty uh, un- unexciting and uneventful. Um, yeah. I remember a few things about Jeremy. Now this is another box score that I don't have, but I remember Jeff Samarja started for the Cubs. He if did. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Now, Jeremy, who was, was it, Al- was Alfredo Simon the pitcher for the, for the Reds? It was the big pasta himself. Okay. Yeah. Jeremy, I remember, I remember you saying, you're like, Oh God, we need to treat this Simon guy like the dog he is. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but like I think the the final score. So the, I know the Reds won that game, Jeremy, because I remember Jonathan Broxton mm-hmm. got the save. Is that right? That's correct. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, why? Why didn't? Why wasn't Aroldis Chapman pitching? Was he? He must have been hurt or something. Um. Yes. Yeah. They have a little thing. Yeah. He. He. He must have. Yeah. I wonder if he started the season on the DL. Yeah. Yeah. Did they really call Alfredo Simon the big pasta? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not sure. I think, uh, I, I mean, we, yeah, we, I saw a scouting report once that was written by uh, s- some co-workers of mine that called him the big the big pasta. And uh, I don't know if that was, like, just some guy, some, like, wise-ass who worked with me who called him that, or that was his real nickname. I don't know. Yeah. I that's, can't confirm uh, that. that. That's a good one, though. Um, uh, Jeremy, I want to say I don't think there were any homers in that game. Is that right? Um, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, you go to you go to those early season Wrigley Field games. Uh, you know, sometimes it could be. I feel like it's it's really hard to hit a home run on a cold day like that. 
Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, I remember one one more thing I remember about that game, Jeremy, is that so we, we walked home, we walked back to my place. Yeah. And like uh our, my feet were so frozen yeah. that like I could barely even even walk, you know. It was I, it was just brutal. I I vividly remember that walk home because we were so goddamn cold and like I, I was, like, trying to, like, stomp my feet on the uh, cement to try to, like, bring some blood back to, like, my low, my, my, my legs and my feet and, like, warm up. And I remember just, like, the, the even though it was cold, like, just being in the sun was, like, so, like, like relieving, like, to, like, warm up just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, for sure. I, I do feel like it's kind of a tradition for us. Like, every year we, we go to one game where it's just, like, brutally cold and we're yeah. like why are we here exactly um, it's not gonna happen this year but like i do feel <laughs> like every year there's a there's a game like that for sure yeah for sure um i wouldn't speak too soon either like you know with chicago weather being what it is we could go to like a you know a 40 <laughs> degree game in uh, june probably but <laughs> no, that, um, that's yeah that's true i think i think it was what was it uh last year or two years ago we went to like a, a game on like may 24th or something and it was uh you know it was freezing i think it was like a phillies game cubs phillies or oh, something yeah. like that exactly um, yeah, for sure so yeah it absolutely is in play um, yeah, Jeremy, were there were there any others from 2014 that you had, or should we move on to the Chris Bryant debut? Um, we can move on to that to that one. Yeah, nice. So, Jeremy, this one is from four seventeen fifteen. Yeah, uh, this was another. I don't remember if this was Good Friday or not, Jeremy, but I think this was a Friday afternoon game. Yep. Um, I had I remember I had requested off a half day off at work. Um, so so this was a, it was kind of nice. I was playing a little bit of hooky. Uh, this was Cubs versus Padres, and we actually found out the night before the game. We, I think we've talked about this on the podcast that Chris Bryant uh, was going to be making his MLB debut in this game. Yeah. Now it, I remember um, <clears throat> early on in the season when the Cubs were uh, you know manipulating Chris Bryant's uh, uh, service time. Um, right. Uh, the um, there was like this date was like circled on the calendar. Like this is the you know people figured out like this is the earliest day that he could debut and not um, you know affect like his uh, you know ar- arbitration eligibility or whatever. Um, and I like I think I bought tickets for it uh, just for the hell of it. It was a, a winter aviator hat uh, giveaway that day too. Oh um, yeah, I, I was was that the, was that when we got that? I yes. still have that hat. Yeah, it's like it's like that hat that with like the fur it's like the fur on the inside and it has like the ear flaps, right? Yeah. It's actually a, a warm hat. I mean, it kind of yeah. kind of looks ridiculous cuz yeah. it's like a blue it's like a blue aviator you know, winter aviator hat with a Cubs thing on it. So it's not something you'd wear expecting, you know, it, it's going to make, it's going to turn some heads, but it's actually pretty warm. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Especially for like a free giveaway. Yeah. It actually like does the job. Um, but I think I had that day circled just for that. Like figure like, Oh, that's an interesting giveaway or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had tickets for it, I think to begin with, but, uh, we were you know, in the back of my mind. I remember hoping like, Oh man, I hope that Chris Bryant gets called up in this game. And I remember the, yeah, that night before I was like, um, I was like uh, in a meeting with a friend of mine, like we were working on, you know, some comedy project or whatever. And uh, I got the notification on my phone that he's being called up. And I was I think I like texted you right away. And like, you know, we were like excited and like it was damn exciting to like get that notification and like, you know, have that night to be like, all right, we're going to see the debut tomorrow and then getting to the game and actually seeing it. So 
Yeah, cool. it was. Uh, yeah, so it was. It was very cool. There was there was a big uh, a big buzz uh, going on in the stadium, Jeremy. I remember as we uh, <clears throat> as we took our seats um, or as we were walking to our seats, we actually saw Theo and Jed like walking into their their box. Um, you know, they were like walking up a ramp, and like you know, Theo had on his you know his tailored uh, you know James Bond suit. Um, <laughs> you know, and they they were walking with a spring in their step. So yeah, it was uh, everybody was everybody at the park was really excited. I mean, it was an it was a Friday afternoon game in April, but there was it was a beautiful day that day. It was beautiful outside. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't an empty seat in the house, and I'll never forget Jeremy. One of my most vivid baseball memories, I think, ever will be Chris Bryant's very first at bat. Yeah, um, I've never I you could have heard a pin drop in there with everybody watching i've never heard it so quiet in a baseball stadium it was wild yeah it was wild james shields uh started the game for the padres and um like yeah when he was like when he like got set um you know he he took the sign he got set and he was ready to deliver the pitch like yeah the stadium got like insanely silent and like yeah I, i again i as well never heard anything like that uh to that date um yeah it was wild wild yeah and uh you know jeremy i i think that um you know one of the reasons we maybe didn't think because we knew we were going to be going to this game a week or two in advance and i think one of the reasons we thought that maybe kb wasn't going to make his debut is that a lot of times i i feel like teams will have like really big prospects like that make their debut on the road Mm-hmm. So there's not as much there's not as much pressure, yeah. and you could definitely feel that Chris Bryant was probably super nervous, and there was a bunch of pressure because yeah. what he did in the game, he struck out in his first three at bats, and then yeah. grounded into a fielder's choice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, yeah, it, it turned out to be a brutal like uh, appearance for Bryant. Although he did make, I I made a note. He made a nice uh, play uh, in the uh, fifth inning on a Derek Norris uh, liner. <laughs> Um, I circled that one in my, uh, in my scorecard. Um, but I remember, yeah, he made, and he also started a double play in the top of the first. Um, so yeah, he made some, he made some nice plays in the field, but, uh, but yeah, like it was, and again, it was another thing where it's like James Shields, I felt like, you know, was kind of like, I mean, he had, he, I think he was coming off of. I don't know if this was his first year with the Padres. Well, yeah, because he was only like with the Padres one year. I feel wasn't he? Yeah, and he was he was on that 2014 Kansas City Royals team. Okay. Um. So yeah, this I think he signed like a big a big ass contract with the Padres. So this was probably like his second or third start with them. Yeah. Um. So he you know he was actually it's and it's funny too, Jeremy. Like James Shields. Like what like what a maligned. Uh, we had no idea that he would be you know, be, come to play such like a, a big factor in like the podcast in years to come, you know, as one of like the most maligned players uh, on the Sox. But like, yeah, he this was back when he was actually still a good pitcher. And he's the type of guy, too, who would be like, you know, this fucking rookie is like, you know, come, coming up here and thinking he's hot shit. Like he probably felt good striking Bryant out, uh, you know, those first couple at bats. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> just, uh, yeah, the uh, the uh, ill-fated uh Fernando Tatis Jr. for James Shields trade was not even a glint in, uh, you know, Kenny Williams's eyes, I guess, at the time. Um, but uh, but yeah. So, yeah, it was uh, a, an interesting uh, experience for sure. You know, a, a couple of observations, Jeremy, about this uh, about this box score. Um, first of all, with these 2015 Cubs Cubs box scores, it's weird to think that this was. This was pre-Cubs World Series win. Yeah. Like, you know, even though these guys are starting to get up here, 
the Cubs hadn't won the World Series yet. They hadn't even made the playoffs in years. They would they would go on to make yeah. the playoffs in 2015. But like that, you know, this was this was before they won the World Series. So like nobody nobody knew that that was going to happen yet. You right. know, yeah, for um, sure. Which is kind of interesting. Um, I also I also think there's a couple of funny like you know guys who played on the Padres in that game. Oh God, um, yeah. Fucking Matt Kemp was on the Padres. Justin Upton, like yep. when was Justin Upton on the Padres? Will <laughs> Middlebrooks was yeah. on the Padres. Yeah, like when? When was Will Middlebrooks on the Padres? <laughs> That's definitely forgettable for sure. And um, yeah. Will Middlebrooks hit a home run in that game. He did a two-run homer. That's crazy. And then, uh, so yeah, he hit it off Jason Hamill. So Jason Hamill started for the Cubs in that game. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, I have a funny note on here. Okay. I, I have that Madden was ejected in the seventh after the Will Myers homer. Do you have that in your, in your oh, box score? I didn't make it. Um, actually, yeah, you know, I have a little asterisk in there, but I don't think I, I don't think I explained why, but I did put a little asterisk there. Okay, so that would be Madden getting ejected. I, I have to wonder, like, what, uh, you know, oh, why? I, you know I what? I think he was probably he thought there was like a uh, it was like a ball and strikes thing, and then like. Uh, Myers ended up hitting a home run on the next pitch or something. I don't know. You know what? I might have put the asterisk there because the, the play was challenged. Maybe. Okay. Was, was it like a board? Maybe it was a borderline home run or something. Like it was. Oh man. Yeah, I that maybe we'll have to we'll have to uh, do a little more <clears throat> research on that for the next podcast here. Yeah, there was a point. In, there was a point in time where I was like kind of notating like when calls were challenged mm-hmm. uh, in my scorecard because uh, they they did have. Did they have challenges then in 2015? I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, right? they they had they had them then, I believe. Yes. Yeah, so that might have been what happened. Although you know, it's hard to imagine at Wrigley what would have been, uh, you know, a borderline thing. Maybe it hit the basket or something. Like sure, you know. But yeah, and so maybe then he like you know argued that like when they said it was a home run or something. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, I will. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to do a little more a little more digging into that. But I there there was another another thing. Yeah, Craig Kimbrell, I think got the save for the yeah. the Cubs in that game, it's, like it's... or for the Padres rather. And like I, I also don't remember Craig Kimbrell being on the Padres, but I guess he was on them uh, for like a year. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I, I remember that. I think um, I don't. It's nice to see that Craig Kimbrell did something good in Wrigley Field at at one point <laughs> in his career. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's interesting. And that, yeah, that was actually a, a pretty good game, Jeremy. It was a, a San Diego five, Chicago four. So it was actually, you know, even though the Cubs lost, it was still a, a competitive game. One last note about this. Uh, John Lester is on the, uh, he's on the cover of the scorecard yep. and he, he's clearly pitching in Wrigley field. So like this was homestand two series three. Oh, so like yeah. that picture picture must've been taken on the first homestand. And then, like you know, they used it for the second one, which is, seems like kind of a quick turnaround. Yeah, yeah. They, they. I have noticed that they, they do that. Like, um, if there's like a good picture, like in recent years, the, whoever the Cubs like photographers are get good pictures of like walk off homers when they're all gathered around home plate, and they'll mm-hmm. they'll get it in there like you know same season. So it is a pretty quick turnaround. I think that they print these. They must print these in house. I think. I think that's maybe why they can turn them around so quick or something okay yeah interesting um okay yeah let's uh jeremy let's move on to the next one uh the next one i have here is uh 6 15 that's cubs versus dodgers it's also my uh birthday too 
Oh yeah, yeah. So we, we must have been uh, must have been celebrating your birthday. I wonder if we went to. I don't think we did karaoke after this one, Jeremy. I, I don't I don't think it happened. I you um, know I'm not so sure about. Oh yeah, maybe we did it because this might have been a weekday or something. Maybe. Yeah, I think this was probably like a Monday, so we might have done it like the weekend before or something probably, uh, like that. Okay, yeah. So this one is interesting because I was at um, I was at least at like one other game this series. Um, okay. Yeah, you know, okay, you know, actually, this is starting to, to sound familiar now, because I, I think I went on the 22nd and Kershaw started, and that was maybe my first time seeing Clayton Kershaw, mm-hmm. and we were lucky enough to catch uh, Mike, is it Mike Bolsinger? Yeah, that was, it was Mike <laughs> Bolsinger, yeah, yeah, because I, I, I was looking at that, Jeremy, that was one of the things <laughs> I was going to point out, I was like, yeah, you know, they, they probably had a bunch of, you know, they had Granky, they had Kershaw. Mm-hmm. We got to see Mike fucking Bolsinger. Yeah, no, I know? I remember that. This I you know you because th- you 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 know obviously you pay attention to like the rotation and you're like okay who's lined up to pit to to pitch the day that we're going and yeah the they had a a really good rotation that year the the Dodgers and our luck had it to where we caught Mike Bolson Bolsinger. Yep. So. Yeah. And uh, uh, Jeremy, um, uh, you know the 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 the. Dodgers had some real, real studs on that team. Alberto Callaspo was yeah. uh, was on that team. Yeah, uh, and I, I remember, uh, uh, I remember being pissed about this because I had never seen Yasiel Puig. Mm. Um, you know, this was back in 2015 when you know you would have wanted to see Yasiel Puig uh, playing a game. Um, and he was like, he was like announced in the starting lineup. He was on the scoreboard. Oh, yeah. The announcer said his name uh, and that he was batting fifth. And then he was like a late scratch. <laughs> Yeah, if you if I look closely at my um my scorecard, I can see where I erased sixty six. Oh yeah, and I don't need to look look closely, Jeremy. I scored this one in ten, so I had to cross all that shit off. So I, I was actually pissed about that because it like you know it, it marred my scorecard. It, it's I funny because I used to always do my scorecards in pen. Yeah. Um, but like after going to more games. Um, I, you know, I, I converted to pencil because you can erase. Yeah. I think we actually had that conversation maybe that, that day, this was the impetus for your, for your change. Yeah. 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 This was actually, I think this was what, uh, what changed it was that, was that late scratch. So, uh, yeah, I guess thank you, Yaziel Puig. Um, and you know, thank you. Thank you, Alex Guerrero for stepping in for him and playing left field. Who the fuck is Alex Guerrero? Uh, I think that he was, a. I think he might've been like another Cuban guy actually. If I'm, was he really? If I'm remembering correctly, there was a couple, like, like uh, Jose Peraza. Like, was, uh-huh. was he a? Was he? Is he Cuban? No, I don't, I don't know. No, I don't think so. But I, I would get him and uh, and uh, this guy confused. But yeah, no, I think Alex Guerrero was like another like Cuban like signee that uh, who like never panned out clearly. Okay. Um, yeah, the, the Cubs, the Cubs, Jeremy kind of played a, a dog shit game, uh, in this one. Um, Hendricks started for the Cubs, gave up five, uh, went five innings, gave up four earned. It looks like gave up two homers. Um, uh, Cubs lost five to two, but it doesn't really look like on the offensive end that they ever really got anything going. Not really. Yeah. In the fifth inning, they, they, they did a little something, but, uh, but no, another case of like, yeah, some bum, like, you know. Out, out dueled the Cubs basically. <laughs> you know what's funny though, Jeremy, as I look at this, it looks like uh, um, a guy named Mike 
Baxter pinch hit for Kyle yeah, Hendricks. Yeah, I was gonna bring um, that up. I was gonna bring that up. Who like fucking Mike Baxter? Give me a break. Do you remember? Do you remember who Mike Baxter is? Uh, yeah. I mean, like I, you know, generally speaking, like I, I feel like if you group together like, like, like similar guys, um, you know, he would be in like this big group with like, like Nick Franklin and like uh. Uh, there's another guy on the, uh, fucking Mets. I think Mike, maybe Mike Baxter came up with the Mets or the Dodgers, I think. Okay. He's just a, like, Mike Freeman or something. Like, these, these guys who are, like, these, like, middle infield guys who, like, you know, can hit, like, 260 and hit, like, you know, three homers in, like, a 162-game season or something. <laughs> like, they're just, it's just, they're just a dime a dozen. Like, and I'm pretty sure Mike Baxter is in that, you know, Chris Valeka, like, right. these, these kinds of guys. Like, they're all in, like, one big uh, amorphous blob of just <laughs> futility. <laughs> yeah, Nick Nick Franklin's a good call, uh, yeah. you know, to put to, to group in there with that. Um, yeah, uh, a couple other things. Uh, I guess uh, uh, Aegon, uh, Adrian Gonzalez, and Justin Turner homered in that game, uh, which is which is kind of cool. And uh, yeah, but that was a that was a good one. And it, and it looks like Jeremy. One more thing, I was going to bring up. Uh, Yervis Medina yeah. pitched for the Cubs. Yes, I did not remember that Yervis Medina was on the Cubs. Was he on them that whole year? Um, was he a Red Sox guy? He was on the. I remember him on the Mariners. He might have been on the Red Sox though. Oh, okay, yeah, I remember. Okay, I know who who this guy is. Um, I don't remember how long he was with the Cubs that season. I it could I don't think it was the whole season. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. uh, neither neither do I. Um, but yeah, that was another Cubs loss, Jeremy. So in in 2016, uh, I, I can't remember what our record was going to games, but that's uh, that's definitely two Cubs losses so far. Yeah, no, now, I. I remember. I remember that there was a, a like a streak of like seeing a lot of Cubs losses with you, Jack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. No wonder you never went to any games with me before that. Right. You know? uh, um, real quick, before we move on, I just want to bring up something. Like, uh, I don't think it's something that we really talked about too much on the podcast. Correct me if I'm wrong, but did we talk about the whole like Joe Madden proofing your pot, your uh, your with your your scorecard? Basically with oh the... yeah, um, yeah. Good point. Because Jeremy, I've been no- I've been noticing these, um, noticing my scorecards are all fucked up. I have like three or four pinch hitters, and I can't tell where where guys were pinch hitting. Um, yeah. And that's because he was hitting the pitcher eighth. Yeah. So like it, I I even tweeted into like um you know Paul Sullivan or something like asking or like some someone maybe Buster only asking them how they Joe Madden proof their scorecards because yeah basically in a standard scorecard like you know luckily if you're lucky you get like 10 11 slots um and the point of that is you usually the the pitcher is batting ninth and you um uh need those extra room that extra room to add in pinch hitters and everything but when you're scoring a game that Joe Madden uh, uh, managed um, during certain years of the Cubs, he would bat the pitcher eighth. So then you had no space between eight and nine. You had one slot to put any pinch hitters that were in there. So in this particular one, there were three uh, pinch hitters for Kyle Hendricks in the eighth slot. Uh, the aforementioned Mike Baxter, uh, Dexter Fowler, and Jonathan Herrera. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that, area of my scorecard is is crap because yeah i had to like squeeze that in and then in the in the totals i had to squeeze four player stats in like those four boxes uh so i had to make four boxes into 16 boxes basically for at bats runs hits and rbis 
Yeah, Jeremy, and I, I got myself. I'm, I'm drawing friggin' arrows to like show where the, where the where the guy actually was pinch hitting in the order and stuff yeah. like that. It's it, a mess. It would be know? impossible to do with with pen. I think what I did most of the time was I would go back and rewrite the batters once it was final, and then write as small as I needed to. Sure. Yeah, but it's not. It's no picnic, and like. I mean, I don't know if David Ross is going to do that, but that's one thing I won't miss about Joe Madden is uh, screwing up my scorecard. <laughs> um, so, Jeremy, I'm, let's move on to another Cubs loss. Um, yeah, sure. This was on 9-26-15. We should also um, mention that this 2015 Cubs team was good. It was. <laughs> but then yeah, they that, just lost all it, these It games. was good. I, I, can't believe we, I can't believe we saw so many losses. I mean, they made the playoffs. They made the NLCS, right? Uh, yes. Um, yes, correct. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, so this one was uh, on 9-26-15. They, they played the Pirates. So, Jeremy, I want to say that uh, the Pirates and Cubs would eventually go on to play each other in the wild card game. Is that correct? Yep, that's correct in 2015, yeah. Yeah, so that this was, this was I mean, maybe like a week before those teams <laughs> played in the wild card game. I think the Pirates might have won 100 games that year. Um, oh, yeah. They were... Yeah, they were really good. I think St. Louis might have won like 103 or something like that. Um, and, but like the Pirates were, were really good. So this was 9-26-15. I think this was Chris Bryant bobblehead day, Jeremy. I believe it was. And there's a couple things to talk about with this game. Um, uh, just before we get into that real quick, I was just going to say like I think that this was like around the time that the – I think this was the, the day after the Cubs clinched a playoff spot as well. Was it really? It might have been Jeremy. Well, either that, or I went the next day. But I remember, like they, were, this was right around the time that they were going to clinch, and they the, in twenty fifteen and sixteen they they clinched both anticlimactically, where they they lost and clinched via um uh you know another team losing. Yeah, um, sure. So yeah. I think I either think that um I was there the day before and they lost, and then they lost this one. But the night before, like, you know, the I don't know who else would have been in contention, but someone else lost and the Cubs got in. So they like celebrated. Um, I think they lost if 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 I'm memory serves me correctly, like they clinched the night before this and they lost this game, but they went they still celebrated in the dugout in the clubhouse after the game, which I thought was kind of lame. Um <laughs> But uh, but yeah, um, so so that was going on with this game. We were ho- I was hoping to see them win and like you know clinch with you know you know volition, but uh, they backed their way into a playoff spot basically. Yeah, I remember. So Jeremy, the Cubs got got shut out in this game. The the final score was four to nothing. I remember it was a it was a beautiful uh, September day. We we had some pretty good seats in the upper deck. Actually, we were on the, we were on the first base, uh, side, but we were like, we were, we were more yeah. by like where the right fielder usually stands yeah. uh, in the upper deck in that area. Upper deck box um, too. upper deck box. So we, no one yeah. in front of us. Yeah, they were, they were good seats. Um, Francisco Liriano, uh, started for the, uh, the, the pirates. And of course, I, Jason Hamill was our boy that year. I feel like we went to like five games that Jason Hamill started that year. Yeah. Um, I, Jeremy, so the, the thing I remember most about this game is that uh, in the fifth inning, uh, the first two guys reached base. This was the top of the fifth inning. The first two guys reached base on singles, and then Jordy Mercer hit a three-run homer. And I'll never <laughs> I'll never forget for the rest of my life, Jeremy, when, when you saw that one going out and when it, le- when it left the park, you went, ah, Jordy Mercer. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I'm like whenever, whenever I think, 
think of Jordy Mercer now, I always think of you like <laughs> saying that. You know, it's like, oh, this is the fuck. This is the guy who like beat us on yeah. this day where there's like a fucking sellout crowd. Yep. Always very, very, very cognizant of like the guy you know who's gonna beat you, and it's it, the bum who can beat you for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it was a uh, so that you know the Pirates won four to nothing. Like I said, they were really good that year. But um, yeah, this was the Cubs just kind of played a a dog shit game in this one. They they never like they never got anything going. It was one of those games where like the crowd was like really amped up because like you said, I think they had like clinched the day before. You know, people wanted something to cheer about, and it's like you know one of those games you go to and the home team just gives you nothing to cheer about. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Not good. Um, yeah, and I yeah I remember like I I feel like I might have even like paid a premium for these tickets because because of that reason. I remember this this game was uh was odd because I had like tickets with my dad to go to this game, and then like a friend of his like asked him if he wanted to go, so we ended up taking me and you, Jack, ended up taking those original tickets, I believe, and he yeah. ended up going, and so like they stopped by like before the game, and we talked a little bit, I think. Yeah, we. Um, I remember we we talked to your dad. Your dad was like, he, he was at his seats, and I because th- we got there pretty early because we we wanted to get the bobblehead. Um, yes, and so oh, we, we, we got to talk about the bobblehead a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's talk, let, let's not forget to talk about the bobblehead experience. Oh God, too. Jeremy. So I remember what happened there <clears> is we we were lining up by the by the left by the left field uh, entrance like yes. we usually do, and usually they have bobbleheads there. Yeah. But um, when we got in, there were no uh, there were no bobbleheads. Yeah, um, they had so, they had so run somebody, out. They had run out. Yeah, they had run out of bobbleheads. And we said, well, that's bullshit because, like, you know, there, we, clearly we were one of the first ten thousand or whatever people in there. So then, you know, we we heard like somebody say there might be more at like the main entrance. So we just like we ran over there. Yeah. Um, and Jeremy, I you know I did some things I'm not proud of to get that <laughs> bobblehead. You know, I'm pretty sure I shoved a bunch of little kids out of the way. Yeah, uh, it was it was ugly. Yeah, it always makes me think when I like and we were like bob we were like you know bobbing and weaving like do- dodging darting through like uh you know crowds of people on the concourse like trying to get to home plate from left field, um, and uh, I always think of uh, in planes, trains, and automobiles when Steve Martin sees Kevin Bacon across the street and they both run for that the taxi. <laughs> I always think about that when I'm like running through like a crowd of people. Um, oh, yeah. but like, yeah, I think like, it was just like, you know, we got through and this, this was all like quick thinking. I think if I remember correctly, um, we got through, we saw there were no bobbleheads and like, you know, for a second we were like, fuck, like this is bullshit. Cause like I said, I collect these bobbleheads and it was Chris Bryant too. So this was going to be like a premium bobblehead. And, uh, so I was just like, let's just run to the, like, let's just run to home, like the, the main entrance. And we did, and we got, we got like up there and there was like one box left and we like got in there and like the the poor fucking worker was like bent over like reaching into the box to grab the like the last few bobbleheads and like we got like some of the last few of the whole stadium we did um and i i will never forget that poor worker like uh that they were just they were just handing them out and they had no idea if like you know the people grabbing them already had bobbleheads yeah. or not like that person was just getting mobbed. It yeah. was a it was a bad scene, Jeremy. It was, it was, and I will say that they didn't really correct that problem for a couple of years um, mm-hmm. afterwards. Because, um, yeah, we've I've I've gone through my fair share of trials and tribulations in getting bobbleheads. I mean, it it's 
crazy. Like the bobblehead days are crazy. And like, they've, they've kind of gotten it under control a little bit, but like, it's like, it, it, you know, it's like the security detail on a bobblehead day is like, you know, like the equivalent of like when the president comes to town, you know, <laughs> like they have like security guards, like with their backs to the main gate, looking at the like main walkway to make sure no one, you know, goes backwards towards the, the opening because like once you pass, it's like TSA, it's like once you pass this line, you can't go back. Um, right. And so they've like, they've like changed all that. And like, yeah, you can't do that anymore. Um, so we wouldn't have been able to do this, uh, you know, in later seasons, like this year, we wouldn't be able to do something like this. Um, which is bullshit because yeah, like there wasn't an even an amount of bobbleheads at each game. I think this also changed my like stance where like, I used to try to go into that entrance because like less people go in. Um, so I figured like you have a better chance at one of the giveaways and then I realized they put like less there. So now I always go in the main entrance for like giveaway games. Yeah, uh, you know, definitely like just, just based on, you know, based on our experience then, uh, you know, there'd be no reason you wouldn't do that. Um, and you remember Jeremy, my, my favorite, one of my favorite quotes, uh, uh, of ever, um, from a baseball (laughs) game was at the end of that. Uh, game uh, as we were walking, and we were leaving. <laughs> as we were leaving the city, you already know what I'm going to say. Yes, yes, it was yes. that one guy who uh, who said to a, a, a girl who who had a bobblehead, like you know, she was in her 20s or whatever, and she had a Chris Bryant jersey on. And this guy goes, uh, "Hey, lady in the Chris Bryant jersey, I'll give you twenty dollars for your bobblehead. Get <laughs> buy you some cocktails." Uh, yeah, um, you know, I, I think I've talked about this on the podcast. <laughs> There's so there's so many there were so many good things about that. First of all, because he sounded like a, a cartoon henchman, you know. Yeah, is you a boss? Yeah, like, that, that was like what the guy sounded like. But also the fact that he called it a bobbly head. <laughs> and it's it was, not it's not like he was using it to like pick up on the girl or anything. He was just no. a fucking like lamo who won who literally legitimately wanted the bobblehead. Yeah, you, you know. You, I mean. He, he probably he probably wanted it so he could fucking like resell it, you know. And he was like, "Yeah, this 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 person like this fan is too stupid to realize that this is worth money, so I'm gonna try to take him for it." Yeah, a hundred percent. But it's like you know, some some guys would be like, um, they would use that as an in to like talk to some like you know, like <laughs> hot you know lady or something. Uh, but uh, this guy was just doing it like like he almost would have like hit on her. And then when she showed interest, like he would have used that to get the bobblehead and then get out of there. <laughs> like that's that's like the vibe that this guy was exuding. But yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, you caught me off guard a little bit. I think it has come up on the podcast before, but I, I never, you know, uh, I'm never tired of hearing that for sure. That's uh, that's oh, good stuff. Oh, good, good. Uh, yeah, well, that was a, that was a good one, Jeremy. That'll yeah. do it for. I think that'll do it for the 2015 season. Yeah. But we've uh, we we went to some games in 2016 too, Jeremy. We haven't talked about the Sox yet. Yeah, we have. Yeah, that's right. We had the 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 backbone of of this podcast. Uh, you know, going <laughs> going to the South Side. We haven't even gotten into that yet. Um, real quick before we 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 talk we before we move on i just want to say one more thing about that pirates game is that one of the guys who appeared in the game for the pirates uh who subbed in for uh, travis snyder in right field later on in the game was none other than jaff deck jaff decker j-a-f-f yeah, decker yeah, good, old, good old uh good old jaff decker jeremy i, I remember i remember <clears throat> when i remember that um he uh he was a very high draft pick wasn't he i think he was yeah yeah and he, he, 
you wouldn't you couldn't tell by looking at him. The guy looks like a backup catcher. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like this an outfielder, and he was actually hanging around for quite a while too. I think he played up until like the twenty seventeen season. I think he resurfaced with the Rays at some point. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. So yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, I'll say this: yeah, no one, oh, no, no baseball scrub has benefited more from being out of the league by 2018 than Jeff Decker, because if he, if he was around in rain delay theater days, he would have been torched on a regular basis, much worse than uh, Tyler Saladino has been. Oh Um, my God. Yeah. A hundred percent, Jeremy. That's why, that's why JB Shuck just needs to retire. Yeah, exactly. Save himself the the brow beating from us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, to actually, one more thing about this uh, roster. I see that they have Travis Ishikawa. The Pirates had Travis Ishikawa on that roster, yeah. which is weird. I don't remember him being on the Padres, or uh, the Pirates, rather. And uh, they also had Joaquin Soria, who actually finished uh, who actually finished the game for the Pirates. I do not remember Soria being on the Pirates. Oh, yeah, the Mexicutioner. Um <laughs> Is that, is that his uh, is that his nickname? Yeah, now that's a legit nickname, Mexicutioner. That's a good one. Yeah, a good one. yeah, it's a great nickname. Um, yeah, I think I kind of remember that. Um, they also bridging the gap between Francisco Liriano and and the Mexicutioner was uh, uh, old dirty Bastardo, Antonio <laughs> Bastardo. Now that one I coined myself, old dirty Bastardo. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a good one, Jeremy. Yeah, that's um, pretty good. I I'll, oh, I'll even yeah. give myself credit for that one. Um. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. So you had an interesting lineup here. Like you had, uh, you know, uh, on his last legs, Aramis Ramirez in the lineup for the Pirates. Yeah, I I, I noticed that. Um, uh, yeah, he, he hit cleanup for the Pirates, but he uh, this must have been like the last week of his career. Yeah. Because he yeah he got he, the 2015 was the last year of his contract with the Brewers. Now yeah, I remember they traded him. You know, at the All Star break. Uh, uh, yeah. So it's it's weird to like see him in there. Um, you know, Cervelli's the catcher. That that's typical for the Pirates uh, at that time. But you know, yeah, they had Travis Snyder. You know, yeah, you had all your Pirates mainstays in there, which is which is interesting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so good stuff there. Um, yeah, and then that, but yeah, that bobblehead. That 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 this game was one that would have been would have made for a great rain delay theater episode. You know, were we around back then? For sure. Yes. Yes. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. All right. So, so yeah. Let's, well, Jack. To, uh, oh, go ahead. Well, programming note here, Jack. We're at an hour and one minute here, and uh, we still have a, a healthy stack to get through. Do you want to? Uh, think we should make this a two-parter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Let's uh, let, let's let's make this a two-parter. Cause we, yeah, we have a we have actually do have a lot a lot more to get to. We so do. Maybe maybe next next week we could do uh, 2016, and I think there was only one 2017 game we had. So yeah. I think that that might be for the best, yeah, because uh, these these games deserve uh, their their due. I would say they do, yeah, yeah. We don't want to just blow through them. Yeah. So, um, okay, well, we'll we'll call it there uh, for now, Jack. Before we we uh, wrap up, though, just a couple uh, news and notes here, um, and then we'll we'll call it a, an episode, um, Jack. Uh, I don't know where the uh, informed interloper is uh, these days. I, I hope he's uh, sheltering in place. And quite honestly, if there was not a pandemic, I'd still hope that he was sheltering in place. <laughs> um, but uh, his boy, Jairo Munoz, or Jairo Munoz, is now a Boston Red Sox. 
Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to say two two things about that, Jeremy. First, <laughs> oh, love is energy. Uh, that, that's, that's what that's what the guy said about Munoz. But second of all, uh, you know, it's still it's still un, clearly still unclear to you, Jeremy, uh, and and it's unclear to me whether it's it's Yairo Munoz or Gyro Munoz. Exactly. You, yeah. You said you said both of them there. You did one of those things where like you said it both ways. Yeah. To, to you know cover all your bases. Exactly. But I, I, I don't know uh, what it is, but he so he just was acquired by the Red Sox. Yeah, so I was reading a story about it, and apparently, like, because they were like he departed on you know questionable terms. I guess what happened was he injured himself. He was in in camp with the Cardinals this year, and uh, he injured his hamstring, I guess. And apparently, um, before he could like they had a they had it lined up to where he was going to get an MRI from like Cardinals physicians or whatever and he just flew home to like the dominican republic or something oh weird and john mosaliak was uh quoted as saying like yeah i don't think he was too happy with uh the writing on the wall of like what the season was going to look like for him uh-huh. so we just thought it was better just to part ways or to just to cut ties with him or whatever so he got i think he i think i don't know if they traded him or somehow they released him and the the red sox signed him but he's a he's a boston red sox now Okay, uh, uh, in- interesting. Um, you know, I-, I had thought, Jeremy, that there was like a, a freeze on like, you know, any kind of transactions right now, um, yeah. you know, per-, per the agreements that they made that they came to, uh, you know, yesterday between the players union and the owners. But uh, maybe, you know, maybe that doesn't apply to free agent signings. Maybe that's just trades and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure the fine details there. I just... Uh... I know that he. Uh, I read that quote about him, and uh, yeah, I can't. I can't remember. It might have said in the article if they he was released or whatever, but um, <clears throat> maybe he got in right before the wire or something. I don't know. Okay. Um. So that's one thing. So uh, basically, the, if if you do run in, if you do run into a guy now, uh, if you're trying to look for the informed interloper, you're gonna need to look for a. Let's see, what was it? A or a, a Oakland A's hat, a mm-hmm. Cardinals jersey. And, you know, maybe like a Boston Red Sox uh, Mexican wrestling mask or something. I don't know. I don't know what other how else he can accessorize, but he's going to be repping three teams now, I guess. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I I was going to say, Jeremy, whatever colors would clash the worst with the Boston Red Sox like shirt is is what what that guy will be wearing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, So um, uh, speaking of the, the color red, I was trying to think of a, a nice uh, transition there. But, uh, <laughs> um, Jack, it, it appears that Jim Edmonds has the coronavirus. That's uh, that's that's messed up, Jeremy. Yeah, it's not good. I mean, I I uh, I trust that Jim Edmonds is probably keeping himself in good shape. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so it, it came out like I guess he posted on his Instagram stories like a picture of him in like a hospital bed with like a uh surgical mask on and uh you know saying like guys this is no joke or whatever um so yeah it's it's pretty brutal um <clears throat> so we wish jim edmonds a uh a speedy recovery i suppose um you know i don't know jack uh, i jim edmonds was definitely a hated member of the cardinals for many many years he did uh end up going to the uh both of our teams actually the brewers and the uh cubs at the end of yeah, his yeah, he spent a lot of time in the uh, the NL Central. I, I believe he started off with the Angels, if I'm not yep. Uh, mistaken. Yep. Um, yeah, he was. Uh, he, he played for a long time. He was pretty good. He was a, a good fielder, a good hitter. Um, and he was past his prime by the time he was on the Brewers. But yeah, he was still playing up till what about 2011 or so. 
Uh, that could be, yeah, yeah. Because I think he was on like the 08, was he on? No, yeah, I forgot what year he was on with the Cubs, but uh, it was, yeah, one of those Lupinella years, I think. Okay, yeah, so, you know, he's probably only still like in his maybe late 40s or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, we wish him a, a, a speedy recovery. Um. Uh. Yeah. And. Uh. You know. Yeah. Hope he. Hope he gets better. And hope the. Uh. Hope. Just hope the MLB can. Uh. You know. Can get rolling sometime within the next month and a half or so. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I will say a couple of redditors. Uh. Commented that. Uh. You know. Figures that he get it because Jim Edmonds could catch anything. Um. <laughs> so I suppose that's a positive. That's a, you know. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a positive uh, ribbing uh, about a bit for a baseball player catching the virus, I guess. But um, right. yeah, uh, but yeah, exactly. Uh, we don't know, like you know, what the plan is. Um, yeah, let's just hope that uh, that things get better and that there's baseball this year. Uh, there's so many different scenarios being thrown out there that I don't even know if it's worth getting into them. But uh, you know, there's everything from like baseball, like the World Series being played on Christmas Day, and like uh, you know. Uh, having more teams in the playoffs, like just all kinds of crazy stuff. So it, I don't even know if there's anything worth, you know, kind of digging deeper into, but no, uh, the, the only thing that I, I would, I would think that would be worth digging into, you know, right now would be obviously there's going to be a short season. So I think that could be actually really interesting if they only played like 80 games, you know, yep. every game would be really, really, really high stakes. I mean, every game is really meaningful anyway, but um, you know, not only would it, it amplify how important every game is, but also it would it would uh, influence like how they use pitchers and how they use relievers because there's not going to be as many games. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it it could be interesting to see an abridged season. But like you said, so much so many ideas have been bandied about that it's not really worth speculating right now. Yeah, I can't even keep track. I can't even keep them straight. So we'll no. just uh, we'll just see what what happens. And obviously they can make all the plans they want, but uh, they need uh, you know mother nature or whatever to, 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 you know, play ball as well. So uh, let's just hope right. that it, let's just hope it happens. And that we have baseball this year, even if it's a 30 game season. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> yeah. Uh, at this point, Jeremy, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll, I'll root for the Astros if that's what it takes. Uh, yeah, you know? exactly. I don't give a damn. I just want to see some baseball. So for sure. All right, Jack. Well, uh, let's, uh, let's call it, uh, an episode, uh, definitely tune back in, uh, next week for, uh, part two of our, uh, revisiting our personal baseball history <laughs> all right uh, uh well thanks for listening i'm jack swakowski and i'm jeremy denisio all right see you next time bye bye